0: Okay, we're here with Patrick Miller and Manny, and Manny, what's your last name? Gallegos. Gallegos, and um, well, maybe you could describe uh, who you are and who Manny is, and
1: what we're doing today, if
0: you you could.
1: Well, um, uh, today's topic is gonna be Los Angeles critical mass, and um, last month, I think, sort of marked a turning point. Uh, Critical mass has been sort of um, going through a lot of changes lately, Uh, One of the big things that we saw last month was that, um, you know, a lot of people sort of fed up by the presence of the police um, decided to start alternative rides. And so we saw several rides uh, pop up. Um, And this has been kind of like an ongoing... um, So this was sort of a new uh, turning point in Critical Mass uh, Mm -hmm. in Los Angeles um, where the ride has kind of fractured due to the presence of the police. And um, it's kind of been about... I don't know, about five or six months coming, and, um, the, the reason we, the reason the police decided to have a continuing involvement in the ride is because some officers got out of control in May and, um, were kicking, um, cyclists on the critical mass, um, and, uh, this was captured on video. Um, the videographer was tackled by the police, um, he uploaded the video to YouTube, and uh, to great embarrassment to our new police chief in the police department, um, and so they decided to have um, sort of an active presence on every critical mass since then. Um, so I thought a great way to start this show would be to talk to uh, Manny, um, known as Manny's Car Wash on Midnight Riders, Good and morning. Uh, he's here in the studio right now. So Manny, could you just, um, I don't know, tell us your side of like what happened and... Um, you know, what 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 happened that night on Critical Mass, just like even before and then leading up to uh, when you got tackled by the cops?
2: Okay. Uh, well, it was, um, you know, normal Critical Mass, uh, I believe. That night, uh, there was about 400 or so to 500 riders. Uh, we had just finished, I uh, think, uh, most of the ride, and we were, uh, you know, headed to... Uh, Hollywood and Highland where we usually do our COD. Uh, This
1: was a little bit bigger than a normal critical mass, right, because of the BP oil spill?
2: Yes. uh, Oh, yeah, it had attracted um, extra people. So, yeah, it was, you know, normally a critical mass before uh, the incident uh, was attracting about 500, 600 people. So we were at at, um, um, probably maxed out about 600 people. And after doing, you know, a couple of the um, protests that we did at the um, gas stations, like I said, we headed up uh, towards uh, Hollywood and Highland where the Circle of Death was uh, performed. And as uh, we were leaving, uh, a few officers um, started, a couple officers actually started uh, threatening riders to hit them with their batons. And I seen them trying to poke their batons in in uh, in, in riders' wheels. And, um, you know, one of them threatened to hit me. Um, I just, you know, went around him and uh, unfortunately, fortunately the person the rider behind me, uh who apparently was a sixteen year old kid, uh, you know, he was threatened by him and stopped. And when he did that they yanked him off his bike and started manhandling him. Uh of course I grabbed my phone, started recording and uh... that's when uh the officer you know, the officer not the one that had a, got the kid but the the partner, he's the one that that uh um Threw a kick at one of the uh, front wheels, so one of the riders, um, actually hitting the wheel, but not causing him to uh, fall over. He would have caused great harm otherwise. Um, and of course, I, you know, I protested against their actions, which um, I guess uh, caused an officer uh, to come behind me and uh, tackle me from behind. Uh, my phone fell out, out of my pocket, and you can see in the video how they come over and. Start stomping on me, and, uh, you know, I'm giving uh, contradicting directions, get up, get down, Um, you know, and uh, thankfully it was all caught on video, and, uh, you know, I was uh, apprehended for 45 minutes to an hour, and uh, then I was released, cited out, and went home, uploaded the video. Well, actually, no, we still went to, uh, we had the people's right after that, (laughs) and the people's right... out of jail, straight back to another bike ride. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And uh, so we went to another two of the people's ride, and that was uh, pretty bad as well because they chased us all over town. The cops were chasing us all over town, all the way to, I think, from Hollywood all the way to downtown. They finally dropped, dropped off in downtown, and then we headed back to Echo Park.
1: So they got to be in their bonnet at some point and and cuz they cuz the police I mean critical mass is how long been going on in Los Angeles like 12 13 years at yeah, least yeah something like that and usually the the interaction with the police is pretty mellow
2: Yeah yeah I mean uh, I've done uh critical mass uh, for several years I uh, I started writing uh, uh avidly in um probably 2008 so since then I've been, uh, you know, two years of uh, nonstop. I had I, I hadn't missed any critical masses, and um, you know, unfortunately this happened. And uh, you know, I, I, I say unfortunately, but at the same time, fortunately, because it, it has attracted some attention to the ride, and we have more writers now, more 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 uh, interaction with other writers um, from all, all sorts of lives.
1: Yeah, I guess we're going to talk a little bit about that later. How um, when the police decided to join a Critical Mass, the numbers swelled from a normal two hundred and fifty to four hundred um, on a big night, six hundred to now being in the thousand to fifteen hundred to sometimes I'm pushing two thousand yeah. range of a lot of people that I mean I I'm, I met kids that bought their first bike and bought it to ride on Critical Mass.
2: Exactly. Yeah, and and that's one thing that I I, I think. Uh, one positive uh, aspect that has come out of this uh, incident that uh, we've had um, people from all walks of life come over and start writing with us. Uh, I've seen people um, who you know not to uh, uh, downgrade Midnight Writers at all, but they have not and never even heard of it. They just uh, they just heard of Critical Mass and they wanted to join and they're you know and. They've been joining us now. We have, like I said, you know, kids uh, and adults of all ages. Uh, I mean, I, I met a uh, an elder man uh, not too long. I think it was two critical masses master, ago. He was 75, riding with us, and that's amazing. I, you know, I, that's I think one positive aspect that did come from it. Um, as far as the uh, police behavior that night uh, when I was attacked, that's you know, it uh, the, you know, it's. Uh, being dealt by the right uh you know by the right right authorities um in case anybody is curious of what's going on with the case i believe it's moved on from just um an investigation and it's um as far as i know uh it's out of the uh, investigator's hands so it's moved on forward uh, from there
1: so it's still going have you had any uh, court dates uh regarding
2: the uh,
1: the incident
2: nothing yet nothing yet uh we're, we're still uh waiting for uh, a response from uh, um Actually, just the outcome of this internal affairs investigation, which, like I said, has moved on from just an investigation. And uh, there are several uh, allegations outstanding. Uh, And what uh, about the charges against against you? Uh, I still have to go to court, yeah, for that. I have to uh, go face the... I was cited for running a red light because apparently uh, you know, the officer claims to have seen me running a red light. Conveniently, uh, while you were
1: standing on your... um, in the street filming them next to your bike and then they said yeah. you ran a red light some other previous yeah
2: yeah even though i seen them arrive to the location as we were uh already leaving um the the, the, the corner which they claim i uh i ran a red light and um so that was cited for that and then uh, a vehicle code that does not exist uh a uh, a failure to obey the rules of the, of the road or something uh well wow.
1: Um, for everyone who's interested, um, I just bumped up the thread that Manny started um, the morning after his incident um, on Midnight Riders. If you go to MidnightRiders.com, that's spelled R-I-A-D-Z-Z, R-I-A-Z, yeah, R-I-R-R <laughs> Midnight Riders. Just Google it. Um, there's a, a, and if you go to the forums on the left-hand side, should be right up at the top. It says uh, police brutality on LACM, and and um, you can see Manny's video there.
2: Yeah, yeah. And uh yeah, like I said, I didn't you know, thankfully it they got a lot of hits. Um um and it got some media coverage uh as soon as that, that happened. Unfortunately, the death of the uh um uh what was it, coach or somebody, you know, that, that kinda like o- took over the media and uh we didn't get the exact type of response that we wanted. But uh like I said, just from the the exposure that we got, we got a good a great turnout at Critical Mass now. So uh, like I said, at least that's one positive uh aspect uh, of this whole incident and it stayed high, the turnout? yeah, the turnout has stayed high. The question was has the turnout stayed high and and uh so far uh up to last last month where um uh well the weather and also all this uh controversy of what's going on with the officers joining us and the and the ride um did trickle down the numbers to i'd say about six hundred to eight hundred um something like that.
1: Yeah, it was kind of a perfect storm, right? Because uh, the incident with you happened in May, and then right after that, we're kind of going into the summer with just absolutely outstanding weather. A lot of kids out of school, and
2: that's right. I mean, instantly,
1: yeah. um, the the numbers kind of doubled, and then um, in the at the June ride, the police said that they were going to come out, and um, so a lot of us uh, were were advocating um, Joe Borfo, who uh, hopefully we'll get to talk to you later today was a really strong advocate for, um, you know, just doing a a civic mass, uh, following uh, all the rules, and just really encouraging everybody to follow the rules because, um, you know, just not to give the police an excuse to ticket people, um, but instead the police decided to cork all the intersections and and treat the bike ride like a parade, um, which for the people that came out, I mean, made for like a really fun ride but um it kind of sent a mis- mixed message um uh, but that ride was so fun and it was I, I remember a lot of people saying it was the funnest ride that they'd been on all year
2: yeah i mean that was that you know that one ride right after the incident was a really good ride um they did, you know they did, even though uh there was a few a few aspects of it or you know that i didn't like you know like um they were Corking the lights, yet they never allowed us to stop the ride for everybody to catch up, splitting us up into three groups or four groups that were lost all over downtown LA. Um, and uh, but it was a great turnout, and you know everything turned out well. I didn't that that night. I don't remember seeing a lot of c- citing, uh, cite, you know, any citations being uh, being issued, um, as opposed to the ride that followed after that where. Uh, I mean, you know, every, every other block you see a, a rider uh, getting sighted as well as, um, you know, of confrontations between the bike, bike, bike riders and the motorcycle officers and just, you know, the other officers in general.
1: Well, um, I had spoke to uh, Sergeant uh, Krumer from LAPD, um, who is sort of their bicycle liaison, and he said that there was only two arrests that night, and um, as far as I know, no citations, and the, and the two arrests were uh, late into the ride, and they were for uh, graffiti. Um, so they, they really had made made an active decision to not, you know, Chase after kids that look like they might be under eighteen and weren't wearing a helmet, or somebody that didn't, whose blinky fell off their bike, or um, you know somebody who um, I don't know rode with the mask through a red light. Like they had made an active decision not to ticket for any of those things.
2: Yeah, and I think that that should be the their putting, you know their their uh the way that they can join us. I think that 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 should be the way that they should be um joining us in the ride because it the. The other, the other approach they had did not work, you know. When they were citing everybody, that was a sad uh, uh, sight.
1: Well, what we saw in the following months uh, after June is the police started to sort of modify their approach. And starting in September, um, they decided to uh, do just the opposite, which is to uh, cite for any possible infraction that, that they saw. Um, and they gave out about 50 tickets that night.
3: Yeah, um. yeah
2: and, and like I said, some of those citations were not justified, as I was a witness to a few of them where, um, you know, the light was still yellow, uh, and riders, you know, proceeded to, you know, just like they should have proceeded to uh, uh, enter the intersection, and then the officers uh, said, no, hey, we told you to stop, pull over, and then they would pull them over and cite them, even though they had not ran any red lights, so... It's uh you know didn't hopefully we you know the last ride like I said was actually even uh, um was just as good as the one uh before um due to um you know it, it actually like I said the last ride was actually good um the, the ride kept together I didn't see a lot of sighting going on um by the officers so um, I think uh in the last ride it seemed like they were back to their to the to their being nice, or, or, or uh, you know, to to to, I'm not sure how to describe it, but you know, to 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 co- collaborating with us instead of uh you know working against us.
1: Well, um, one one of the other um things that was unique about uh, last month's ride is that a route was uh, given to the police, and um a, a number of us had been um you know having meetings with the cops uh, since this whole uh, incident started, since you got tackled, yeah. and at every single meeting they would say, hey you know, we, we can facilitate the ride, we can cork for you, we can do all this stuff, um, or as they like to call it, they can guard the lights. But um, uh, they they said, you know, this is, you know, to do this, we really need to have a route. We need to know where you guys are going because it's going to take, take us less resources. And everybody involved, you know, kind of said, well, you know, according, you know, the way critical mass has sort of worked historically, we don't, we don't give a route to the cops. We don't typically have a route because we don't have a leader and there's, there's nobody that has the authority to designate a route and give you a route. And so that's just how we ride. Um, somebody, um, you know, a few people took it upon themselves to give the police a route. Um, they made sort of a parade type of thing and, um, they corked all the intersections and the the people that went on that ride apparently had a really great time. Uh, I was on one of the alternative critical masses, and and we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later.
2: Yeah, and 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 I agree with you. It's a, it, it's actually also a positive thing to have alternative rights because, um, as you said, some of the uh, uh, you know some of us avid writers who do a lot of midnight writing, um, they don't want to participate in a ride where you're being guarded by the police. I mean, even a lot of people asked me that night, "What are you doing here?" If uh, there's all these other rights you can join and um yeah unfortunately you know I, I i i i love the fact that you know you go to critical mass and you meet people who you don't see at rides every day you know you you do meet people from um all kinds of people who are just curious uh like you said people who buy buy their first bike just to go on critical mass um that type of people which is you know and and, and you know i like to to encourage them and I'd like to talk to all them because uh, when I went to Critical Mass, I met, you know, a lot of riders who told me their bike riding stories and uh, that got me even more into bike riding. So that, you know, I'm, I'm just doing the same.
1: Well, um, throughout this show, we're going to listen to some clips from a video that you can watch on Google video. It's called we are traffic. It's a 50 minute video. And we're going to hear some clips and there's a lot of great interviews with the founders of Critical Mass and, um, talk about like actually they've gone through a lot of this stuff like 13 years ago and it's it's amazing i watched it again this morning and it's amazing how many of the same kind of like discussions and problems um it, that are just kind of inherent you know to the ride um all these challenges um that that they were facing so right now we're going to listen to a little clip from we are traffic and this talks about the the beginnings of uh, the critical mass
3: It was crashed.
4: I think it was all about can we get some people to come out and be together and actually meet up at the same time in the same place. That alone was like who knows, you know, maybe they'll come, maybe they won't, maybe we'll come, maybe we won't. You know, we didn't really know. And we
5: just talked about it for a long time and then uh chris started handing out some flyers on seventh and market and uh, we started making more propaganda pieces and uh, we started the commute clot in september of 1992 and it was the commute Clot for a couple of months at about uh, 30 40 50 60 riders each month somewhere in there and then uh, we saw the movie return of the scorcher and uh, the name had to become Critical Mask seen uh, in there is about uh, the bike riding in China. Buses, taxicabs, and motorcycles coming through intersections
6: with no traffic lights and the, this kind of innate ability <laughs> that they've developed over time to, to make that work. But there were rules operating under the surface that worked very well. It was a kind of critical mass thing where all the cyclists would pile up and then go all the cyclists going say turning left in an intersection would wait in the middle until
5: they had enough numbers to force through the cars and make them stop and as soon as they reached um, what this interviewee had called critical mass then the bikes went through and that just captured the spirit uh, perfectly so it became critical mass right then
7: Well, first off, critical mass was um, just created as a social space. There was no real objective except to ride home together. But a lot of times you did a circuitous route, and you just enjoyed people's company. And that was the whole thing. you got to keep the ride fun, or people aren't going to keep returning. So you don't want this political dogma to wear people down. You just want to make it fun, and whoever wants to bring their political dogma and have their political dogma subset group did
4: it. There isn't a um, commercial interest. There isn't any one group that critical mass is trying to like appeal towards i think the fact that it's done this has really helped it be inclusive that there is no other requirement than that you bring a bike which is probably one of the most simplest things around
5: yeah cruiser power yeah totally single speed love it
8: you're not contributing to buying oil or gasoline and so you know you're making a statement about that um it's part of the environmental movement, again, because you're not using a car and you're not polluting the earth, you're not contributing to paving and destroying the environment that way. I find it very empowering because you're sort of taking back territory, and you're reclaiming um, part of public property that usually isn't yours, because bikes are so forgotten when it comes to the street. It's like a take back the night march for me you know you're like reclaiming this territory that singly by yourself alone which is usually the way that I ride by myself that's not my space I feel afraid I get harassed I am not welcome there and you know that's what bicycling and critical mass represent for me
4: so I think in terms of fine-tuning the experience it was about what can we do to maximize our safety as we do this rather unusual thing fill the streets with bikes which led me right away to say well the red lights are obviously not relevant to us other than if you come up to a red light you better stop but if you come up to an intersection and you enter it and the light turns red the safe thing to do is for the bikes to stick together and so there was a whole concept of trying to stick together and hold the density of the mass together and to protect us from the side traffic which is where the whole corking concept started so
1: we're, uh, we're here on bike talk um, Yeah, let's, let's see if this works Hello? Can you hear us? Oh. Hello? Well, we're here on Bike Talk. I think we just hung up on Roadblock. No? OK, well, we got a new awesome uh, patch line. Hey. It kill- oh, Don's still on the line. Can you hear us?
9: Uh, yeah, a little bit.
1: OK, maybe we need to. Uh... Oh, can you hear us now better?
2: No. But now no, okay. no
1: well we're on the line with uh roadblock no, no, I can hear you. from midnight riders and um we'll just have to pass the phone around um and uh we're just uh talking today about um the, you know the current state of uh, critical mass and uh roadblock we just uh just wanted to hear um you know kind of what your thoughts are on on everything that went down last month with all the different rides with the cops getting a route. Um, Etc. Etc.
9: Okay. Um I didn't actually go on the ride last month other than I met up with some of the folks that did the separate rides from Critical Mass. Um, I had talked to uh one of the youngsters who who uh his name's Edson and he uh he's the one that gave the the route to the, the LAPD. Um I had been, I've been in touch with the LAPD through the LAPD Bike Task Force, and was invited to that because of the the fact that the uh, LAPD wanted to get in touch with the some of the ride leaders of the community. So myself and Joe Joe Borfo and some others were were on that panel. I think before the police first started escorting the ride and one of the things that they have wanted from from day one was they wanted a route because that's just how um the police uh deal with parades and how parades are i mean in their mind critical mass is a parade so and they, they want it to be more of an organized parade and we resisted, we didn't give them a route and they the first month they, they dealt with it and it went pretty good the first month but they've they've since been wanting a route every every time Critical Mass comes up they, they ask for a route and I think they finally got to the point where they're like, Okay, if they don't give us a route we're gonna just start ticketing and causing confusion and so forth. And uh you know, as you guys all know, the that ride um, before last month, they gave out a bunch of tickets, and it was kind of a you know they definitely had their uh, had their influence on the ride, and and uh, you know I, from from their point of view, it, it was getting chaotic. I mean, the 2,000 kids that showed up were uh, you know. Uh, you know, we, we would have these stops, and and uh, it would just be mayhem at the intersections, and the you know wherever we stopped, which was like sometimes near an at or something, be a lot of kids trying to get in there, and it just was getting chaotic. So I think uh, I think what what happened last month, actually, I, I'm kind of okay with it. It's like. I think most of the kids that, that ride on that that ride, they're, they're youngsters, they're, they're teenagers, they're you know, they they don't necessarily know about the what critical mass is supposed to be. And you know, is the thing is is that giving the cops the route made it made the cops happy and they didn't ticket anybody that I know of. Did anybody hear of tickets getting handed out? Last one. You know,
2: I haven't... Oh, there was one ticket? One there was only one citation that I know. This is Manny Don. Hey, Manny. Uh, hey, how you doing? And hey. apparently somebody was riding on the wrong side of the road, and that's the only citation I heard of
9: all night. Well, so the police... Yeah, okay, so... Yeah, L.A. Critical Mass was sold out to the police. They gave her out. And the, the people that weren't happy with that, they started their own alternate critical masses and that is cool too because the more groups riding at the same time in the same general area the more visibility bike riders have and i think over time you know <laughs> people will people will probably get tired of being escorted by the police it's it's not it's fun for a minute but then it's like you feel like you're you know cattle or something, I don't know, but so you know, I think after a while that that the police escorted critical mass is going to melt into a smaller ride and I think some of these satellite rides are going to get bigger maybe big enough that the cops will start paying attention to those rides, who knows In 13 years (laughs) In 13 years? I don't know it's going to be 13 years, I'd say more like 13 months
1: well, I'm just saying that I think the cops sort of ignored uh, critical mass for, you know, for about, you know, 13, 15 years, however long it's been going on in Los Angeles. I mean, it's not like the cops never had an interaction with critical mass, but
9: yeah, they the never. critical mass was so tiny. It was like 40 people or something for whatever, 13 years. But you for know. The,
1: the last four or five years, it's been hovering between 100 and 400 people.
9: Sure. Um, and then it it started to get massive. Uh, it was starting to get like seven or eight hundred people, and they were doing the circle of death, and you know, then we, we did that protest at uh, the BP gas station over there on the west side, started to you know make some noise and get get the attention of the cops, you know, and then when Manny got tackled and beaten for filming another cop, you know, kicking a bike rider. That's when it just got a little too out of control, too much press. So the cops had to do something. They had to save their own faces. And they also had to deal with the fact that critical mass was pretty huge.
1: Well, I think one of the things that's really interesting about critical mass, because of its uh, viral nature, it really does also belong to the public and to the mass media and to the police to a certain extent because you know what we saw with the attention that it got from the, the mass media and also the attention that it got from the police it actually made the ride I don't know I would say even possibly quadruple in size right?
9: Yeah when the cops got involved I mean there was that <coughs> excuse me a little under, under the water um, when the cops got involved and they started posting on, you know, on midnight riders that they were going to come out, um, I think that hyped up a lot of kids. Like I think a lot of kids wanted to go see what was going to happen, especially after, you know, after everything that happened with Manny, and uh, and the media got that story wrong too. They were showing the video of that cop kind of kicking at the bike rider, which you know, that was, that was, that was wrong. But what was really wrong was what they did to Manny and the media never really emphasized that. So Manny was only filming and when the cops discovered him filming, they ran after him and tackled him, stomped his phone, beat him. You know, I, I, you can see from the video that it was pretty, pretty rough. But the media never really, uh, you know, of course the media got it wrong.
1: So. Um, there's kind of a uh, this moment on that video that kind of reminds me of the Simpsons where like after they tackle Manny and his cop his phone is laying on the ground lens face up and then the cop leans over to turn it off and it's just it's kind of it's almost funny at the end of that video
9: yeah I think the cop actually stomped on the, ca- on the phone right Manny it, it,
2: it, some people say it appears uh, maybe I've gone frame by frame and uh, it, you know, it, it kind of seems like it. I dropped my phone, you know, thousands of times and never broke. This one time, it just, right after that, my phone, is, you know, the screen was broken into pieces. So, I would, yeah. You know, there's also a video uh, that was filmed uh, from across the street by an ATM. Um, oh, really? Yes, and uh, I was shown some pictures during, um, uh, you know, during uh, part of the... Uh, uh, an interview with uh, one of the police officers uh, in order to identify um, um, the other uh, police officers that were involved in the incident. Yeah. And um, that video should have captured everything. So um, you know, who knows if we'll ever get to see that or not. Um, unfortunately, like you said, the issue is not so much that the that the officer uh, kicked the bike rider in order to kick him down, but. Um, the issue that they tackled me and then they came over and stomped on me which um, I mean I remember I even spoke to you the, the day after uh, when we had the bike beta and I wasn't even aware that I had gotten kicked I went to uh, talk to some of the really? witnesses Yeah, wow. uh, I went to go talk to some of the witnesses that saw the incident and said oh yeah we saw the bike rider get tackled and then they started kicking him I, you know Then I went back to review the video, and yeah, you can actually see where um, I'm getting stomped on and kicked.
9: And, uh, did, did they provide the ATM? You said that you could see some of the, the frames from that ATM video?
2: They showed me only one when I'm in handcuffs, uh, already um, um, surrounded by all the officers. Uh, and I, during, during the, uh, the handcuffing or you know, detaining uh, process, they were harassing me the whole time and uh so they were around me harassing me and uh that's uh the picture so is that make. the atm video
9: that needs to be made public and it's, it's funny how they 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 worked it seemed like they worked uh, to get that atm video and usually you know in the case of like a hit and run or something like that it's like oh, uh, we can't get the video exactly, somehow yeah. somehow this time oh they can get the video
2: yeah, I mean, it takes, you know, they, when when, they're, when, they're, uh, when their name is on the line, then they go ahead and do, go the extra step to get these videos for the how Yeah. Many, how many of our writers have we heard of that, um, you know, have saw, suffered a hit and run or... Um, stolen
9: bike or something. Or stolen
2: bike or even just a, a citation where you're not, you know, at guilt. And, you know, those videos can't be
9: attained. Right. So,
2: yeah. I, 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 well,
9: anyways, so I hope your case... Comes to a good resolve, man, because that was definitely, you know, that was definitely just wrong. So, and to the LAPD's credit, the people that they've assigned to critical mass, like Sergeant Kramer and Gordon Helper and Vegas, Sergeant Vegas, or Captain Vegas, I forget what he is, but um, those are all, they all seem like real good guys, you know, decent guys. So, they, LAPD went and put some of their, their good faces forward and they've been really patient I think with critical mass but at the same time they've always wanted to kind of br- tame critical mass and, and bring it under control so uh, you know, last, last month they did get what they wanted and in exchange they apparently didn't give anybody citations uh, that's the trade
1: um, I definitely agree with you that a lot of the, the individuals that we see from the LAPD are just really outstanding and um, I'm actually we're, we're going to try and get uh, Sergeant Krumer on the phone today but um, as an organization I just think that they don't really understand viral culture like this and they just don't understand you know, what the nature of this, this thing is and so it's been really difficult for them um, it's like so, getting, but you have to, you like have to a give them. To you got to
9: see it from what they're. I know what you're saying. They, they, from their point of view, when they see a thousand people in the streets, that equals potential chaos or protest in their minds. And it's true. Critical mass was misbehaving at times. There was the circle of death is going through the light. To them, that's. You know, that's not acceptable. So how do you address it from the police? Because they have to be, they're beholden to the public at large. And we know that a lot of the people in the public don't like critical mass. There's a lot of people that do, but there's also a lot of car drivers that don't. So they're they're dealing with complaints from the public too. uh,
1: They they probably deal with a few. I would say 99% of the people in the city Don't know about critical mass, one way or the other. The the people that are on the same side of the street like it less, and the people that are on the other side of the street like it a lot more. Like the people on the opposite side of the street are always smiling and waving. People on the same side
9: of the street, there's a lot of people that do, but there's also a lot of people that are pissed, and there's also a lot of people on critical mass that do stupid shit, like hit cars with their fists and stuff, or you know, ride in the wrong side of the. Traffic, you you can't deny that. I mean, there's there's a lot of kids that do stupid shit on Critical Mass.
2: And you you I think you would agree with me that uh, right prior to my uh, incident, um, uh, Critical Mass was getting a little out of hand. I mean, that, I think that's another reason why the numbers doubled uh, with the police presence because a lot of new riders felt safer uh, coming out to the ride, and I know that for a fact because I invite a lot of people that I ride uh, that I run into in the train and they're intimidated to go to, you know, midnight rites, And uh, especially they, they don't think it's safe. And with their presence, I think it did make it a little safer.
9: Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, it was, like, the, I've been on a few critical masses before the cops were there. Um, and that one at BP was getting out of control. I, yeah, it, it, seemed, it seemed like a lot of the... The kids were there, and they were taking advantage. I mean, that's what happens when, when a ride gets so massive. People start, you know, they start taking advantage, taking cover in the math, and they start doing silly stuff. Like, it was always pissing me off when people would, like, hit cars and things like that. And, and no one's perfect, and I'm not saying I'm perfect, because I've gotten pissed off at cars that try to drive through the mass And... It's hard not to do it, but it's we have to figure out a way to. If there was a way that everybody could just restrain themselves and be Gandhi about it, I'd, you know, then I think we'd have a case to say the cops shouldn't be coming with us. But at this point, it's like that that kind of chaos. I mean, the cops can't ignore it; otherwise, they're going to hear it from you know the city council or from members of the public.
1: Well, Roblox, thanks a lot for your uh, your feedback on uh, the current state of critical mass. Right now we're going to go to uh, another segment from We Are Traffic that talks about when, um, about 13 years ago when the uh, uh, SF, or actually, uh, it was probably like 16 years ago, but when the SFPD started to take notice of the San Francisco critical mass and uh, insert a presence.
9: So, All right, take care, guys. Yeah, thanks
1: a lot. It was great talking to you. See
9: you, baby. you Bye. Okay. Bye.
3: the immediate reaction like what are these stupid bicyclists doing on the road this is ridiculous
5: kind of ridiculous waiting for traffic trying to get through (laughs) my opinion is i love it
10: as far as the bike is messing up the city no lock them up take away their bikes no can't break the law it's not there. it's not they don't own it neither do the cars
3: we just get a broad range of people but i think by and large people um like this
6: the second period of time was when the police got involved and that was that was a big transition as we were going up market street somebody tried to push through the crowd in their car and it was a confrontation so uh, when the police got involved um, it changed everything and and the police got involved simply because of that confrontation they decided to accompany the ride from then on
3: when the cops showed up they created this barrier, this membrane between the mass and the rest of the world. And well, what used to happen is we would pass out flyers to people going by to try to tell them what's going on and invite them to the situation. And what they did is they shut us off from the rest of the world. They made us into this kind of anomaly, this parade. And, and people perceived the situation also, which I thought was even worse, is that we wouldn't be safe unless the cops were there, that it was for our benefit, It was that there would be some horrendous Collision or carnage, if the police were not there, that we were incapable of creating safe streets by ourselves, which is completely untrue.
5: Hey, truck cash. Hey. They did this. I
1: am oh. fully responsible.
5: Because there were cops, because they were angry, they made
10: people angry. Because people got angry, somebody got out of hand. And because somebody that guy got out wasn't of hand, even out of
2: hand. What happened? Somebody got arrested. He got arrested for making an illegal left turn. He was in the wrong lane,
3: and he pulled the turn.
5: Okay. If you don't pick
11: up the pace, you'll be issued a citation for for impeding traffic. You better move on. You better move on. I'm moving. You're not fast enough. You better move on. You're impeding
1: traffic. Then get out of the ride.
6: In in the months before the uh, July 97 ride that got so much national attention for the San Francisco critical mass, um, there were thousands of riders and very few of those riders were activists and very few of those riders knew what was happening with the rides. Very few of them had any information about how they could participate in guiding the rides in one way or another. It wasn't like the first few rides, the first dozen rides, where people brought flyers saying, this is what I think should happen in critical mass, and this is where we should go next time, and what do you think about this, and let's talk about that.
11: Since we don't really have a route tonight, how about a destination where we all meet at 8 o'clock? (laughs) <laughs> and I'm taking nominations for eight o'clock
0: destinations. Is that okay, is that okay with everybody?:
7: yeah. It takes being around the scene for a while to understand how to work like that, and that it's by cooperative um, methods rather than an authoritarian way. And it's so and it's so different from the way anything else is run that I think it's at once um, befuddling, but at another way, it's really liberating.
6: So if you go to the front of a critical mass ride during the period of 1994 through 1997, you, you would see all kinds of people who were not involved in organizing the rides, and had never even thought about how the rides were organized, didn't, didn't really ask themselves, why is it that the police are, are at the front of this ride? And when the police would zoom ahead to block the traffic for us, they would zoom ahead too. And those people weren't there for social activism and political activism. But ironically, what made the event so powerful was that it attracted people into that feeling of non-commercial public event that was so exciting to be in, that was such a break from the usual scary streets of San Francisco or scary streets of whatever suburb they came from.
1: So you've been, uh, listening to, um, a segment from We Are Traffic, uh, the excellent documentary about the history of critical mass, um, and right now on the line, um, I have, uh, Joe Borfo, um, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about, um, the LAACM that he, uh, that he hosted, um, last, uh, you know, the last, last Friday of last month, uh, uh, the, during the last critical mass hi there how you doing patrick Pretty good. hey um real, real quick um uh joe we're gonna um we're, we're gonna try and test this new new old technology we have here at the studio so am i supposed to hang up okay i'm gonna try and hang up hopefully i don't hang up on you can you hear me yeah okay how about now hello Uh, Borfo, can you hear us?
10: Yeah. It's fuzzy, but yeah, go ahead.
1: Oh, we have a little bit of feedback happening. Oh, how about now? How does it sound? That sounds good. Excellent. Um, riding into the 21st century. So, um, Borfo, can you tell us a little bit? Um, well, I should I should let you know that I'm, I'm here with uh, Manny's Car Wash. How you doing, Joe? Hi there. Um, and uh, could you tell us a little bit um, about uh, what what you did last month and the ride that you hosted the L.A. Alternative Critical Mass, what your intentions were and how you thought it went.
10: Sure. Well let me first of all say that um, I've been riding in with L.A. Critical Mass. Um, I started in about 2005 That was my first uh, L.A. Critical Mass when it was pretty small around 20-30 people and, and uh, I enjoyed myself. I, I, I thought it, it opened my eyes to cycling was the same time I discovered Midnight Riders. And also in my travels to different uh, countries with my wife, um, I experienced um, what critical mass looks like. And uh, in in Chicago, I experienced Chicago critical mass. So I kind of got a a feel of what it's like to see critical mass in different cities. So I've always supported the idea of critical mass, um, the idea of Showing that we're traffic and that uh, uh, you know creating a good uh, message uh, to the public, showing that you know we can also ride on the streets and in a a positive manner. And um, so I've had some good experiences with L.A. Critical Mass and other critical masses. And so um, yes, of course, um, things started to degrade in L.A. I mean, it's good that. There's large numbers of people riding and showing up, but, of course, there's also the aspect of people that are starting to uh, use it to get away with, uh, uh, with things, you know, causing trouble and um, uh, getting aggressive with cars, which I think, uh, frankly, is, is backfiring on uh, the, the, the approach that we're trying to uh, make to, to uh, open people's minds to that uh, where, where traffic... So anyhow, I um, I had been posting on different forums, and, and, and even at the LA Critical Mass, trying to make some sort of attempts to change the direction of how, you know, uh, uh, encouraging ideas of a way to change, and I found a lot of resistance, and, and then, uh, at the same time a lot of support, but um, it happened to be at the same time the... LAPD had announced that they wanted to start riding alongside with us and um so it kind of made it even a bigger obstacle of what I was going to try to accomplish um I uh I wanted to try to encourage people to follow the rules more by um, staying on the right hand lane following the red lights I mean the things that a lot of people do do but um there's a lot of people who don't follow these um uh, ideals and uh, and I feel it's kind of important because um, uh, we're representing that we're traffic and how can we be uh, representing traffic if we're not riding like traffic does so um, I wanted to try to encourage people to stop at all the red lights even though it would kind of change the the, the, the way the, the ride works and that, that's what caused a lot of resistance um, because Obviously, when you have a large group of people riding together and you stop at every red light, you're going to break up the ride, people are going to get scattered, and um, it's going to get kind of broken up quite a bit. Um, my, My method for fixing that was to have everyone announce the destination at the beginning of the ride, saying, okay, where should we go? Let's go to Pan Pacific Park. Everybody knows how to get there pretty much. If you don't, you know, ride with this group. If you want to ride fast, go first with the fast group, you know, That was just kind of my idea that I was trying to pitch, but I don't, you know, I need a little more help, and I didn't, you know, uh, I wasn't successful at it. So down the line, I decided okay, let me break away from critical mass because tensions with the police are are increasing. People are getting a lot of tickets. Um, Why don't we try this vision, which I shared with a lot of other writers that, you know, it's not just my vision alone. Uh, But I'm trying to be like the cheerleader behind this idea, which is to have many different rides happening at the same day of uh, the third Friday or the last Friday of the month, which is the critical mass Friday, and having people um, uh, uh, ride uh, to an agreed destination. So these people would collaborate from different groups. They would start in different parts of the city. So this is the vision, basically. Imagine you're riding... Uh, uh, to a certain destination in the city, and you see another group of bicyc- bicyclists riding on another street, you know, passing by you and crisscrossing, and, and but they're all uh, following the rules of the road, and so it's, it's basically, you know, the whole city is, is, is full of cyclists riding around, and then they end up meeting up at the destination uh, to regroup and rest and, uh, and, you know, socialize a little bit, and then then they'll announce another destination and ride to that. So you got this, you know, collaboration of different rides happening at the same time. Some people like to ride fast with one particular group. Some people like to ride slow, you know, with their kids. Um, all of which, though, are following the rules of the road: stopping at all the reds, staying on the right. And uh, a lot of people roll their eyes at me when I say that. But um, uh, when I, wh- wh- the reason why I keep pushing for critical manners is because it's something that we need to start focusing on in all group rides. That's the Midnight Riders rides and, um, you know, uh, all, all, all rides. Because uh, we're riding in the streets. you got to behave like a car or a vehicle. I mean, we are a vehicle. We, 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 we follow the vehicle code, so we need to, you know, demonstrate that. Um, going against that, is only going to hurt us, and um, it's a constant struggle to try to train people who are just riding on the streets for the first time or, or, or stuff to, to to encourage them to start following this idea. It's a it's a gradual process, but you got to keep at it, and uh, it's kind of like training. We got to train, you know, all the riders in L. A. To, to to try to stop at a red. It doesn't really hurt, you know. You'll catch you'll get to where you're going just as fast. Just like you see a car trying to book it and they ended up getting to a red. It's just the same as the a, as a, uh, cyclists do. Anyhow, the main point is that we have a destination that we go to and the rides are smaller and broken up and start at different locations in the city ended up meeting up at the same location. I think it um, makes it a lot more harmonious and at the same time dynamic and, and uh, people are uh, on bicycles everywhere, crisscrossing. Um, it's not chaotic because people are following the rules. It's uh, it's it's a more effective critical mass. So that's my vision, and that's what I'm trying to push for. Uh, uh, unfortunately, this coming uh, New Year's Eve, I'm going to be busy, so I won't be able to to, to implement that for this critical mass again. But not unfortunately. Month, oh, I'm sorry. I oh, aren't you a?
1: Uh, Aren't you joining a lot of people that are going to uh, San Francisco to go to that critical mass? Oh, yeah, I'd like
10: to go to that. There's there's going to be a bunch of people going to San Francisco for for a good vacation, like a writer's trip. Uh, There's talk about it on the NetRiders website. If anybody's interested in uh, joining up, uh, check it out. There's a thread about it. Uh, It's uh, it's kind of funny. There's all kinds of letters. You on. Uh, New Year's Eve, San Francisco Critical Mass, LA Alternative Critical Mass. So, uh, if you're interested in that, go up to San Francisco and enjoy the party.
1: So, so Borfo, um, there it was very spontaneous. But this month uh, there was there was quite a few posted rides that were alternatives to, to Critical Mass. Uh, were you in touch with any of the other ride organizers, or did you did did your ride converge with any of those other rides?
10: Yes. There was a few other uh, rides um, that we met up with, and because uh, you know, I think they're on the same page. They're kind of fed up with having the, the police being such a, um, you know overwhelming force. It kind of diffuses the... Um, I mean, at the same time, I understand why the police are there. They're concerned about things getting out of control, but at the same time, it, it diffuses what Critical Mass does in a, in, a, in a positive manner, is reaching to the public, uh, some people think that it's good that the cops are riding alongside because it shows that, you know, oh, if the cops support this, then it's okay. But um, anyhow, the point was, uh, oh, yeah, the, the the other groups that were uh, doing other rides, we we decided to meet up, and so that kind of followed that vision that, that I'm trying to promote. And uh, I'm hoping that um, these other groups will continue doing that, and um, maybe other people from LA Critical Mass will kind of like that idea. I'm not trying to kill LA Critical Mass. I'd like to point that out. I, I think LA Critical Mass um, should um, stay the way it is for, for those who want to to keep it the the traditional way. But I'm trying to show that we can do it in a uh, in a in a safe and 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 more uh, fun way and uh, an alternate alternate method. So I'm just trying to show that there's other ways of of, of doing this.
1: Well, one thing I like to point out is that. Um Los Angeles has 10 times the geographic area of San Francisco. Yeah. So, you know,
10: Patrick, uh, can I ask you to change something with the vo- – because I can barely hear you again.
1: Okay. Um, uh, That's better. Oh. Maybe just – if I just go straight into the phone. There you go.
10: That's great. Straight into the phone. Yeah, thanks.
1: Um, so uh, – what do you uh, what do you say to the idea that um, you know some people kind of think that that our entire road infrastructure has been biased towards cars, and that maybe it's not so bad if if bike riders um, you know want to safely run uh, you know slow down at a four-way stop instead of um, stop at a four-way stop, or if a group of 40 people you know want to Make cars wait for 30 or 40 seconds while, while the back half of the group collects, and so so that the group can stay together.
10: Uh, in a regrouping situation, well, um, I'm not sure if I cu- quite got everything you said, but um, well, I guess in my- most cases, if you're if you're if cyclists are riding together to regroup on the right-hand side of the road, cars are are able to pass on the left. Um, yeah, if the car wants to make a right-hand turn and we're regrouping at a stoplight, yeah, that's gonna um, they're gonna have to wait a little while until we go. But um, yeah, there's, that, that's 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 somewhat of an issue for for cars. Some of the cars get impatient because we're a little bit slower. It's obvious that we're not gonna be keeping the same uh, pace a, that a, a car does on the street. But that's that's kind of a given. Well,
1: I, I guess what I want you to respond to is the idea that um, the bicycles should have to follow the letter of the law when, when the law and, and the entire infrastructure has actually been biased towards cars, um, artificially biased towards cars to the type of infrastructure that we have is 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 really designed for people, even though we're, we have the right to be on the road, the infrastructure really is designed for people driving these 2,000-pound vehicles. Um,
10: yeah, I agree that the infrastructure is designed for, for cars. I mean, yes, particularly in LA uh and uh, there there are ways to improve
1: that um well it, um we uh we really appreciate your uh, your efforts and uh and and stepping forward on this and uh, it'll be really interesting to see how these alternative rides um you know start to form uh everyone loves riding a bike with 2000 people but um you know, it's it's impossible to deny that, that this you know causes a certain amount of um, you know frustration with drivers, and and sometimes uh, you know in a, in a karmic sort of sense, like some of us have to deal with that frustration uh, later on when when we're not with 2,000 people. So yeah,
10: um, well, think of it as an evolution. We still have a we'll still have 2,000 people riding on the same night, but. Uh, will be scattered throughout the city, crisscrossing each other to get to a certain destination. Uh, I think that's that makes it more dynamic and and, um, and interesting to the public and for ourselves.
1: And maybe that's the point of Critical Mass, to just have a city full of bikes yeah. eventually. Well, uh, we got to let you go right now because uh, we're expecting a call soon from Damian Newton from L.A. Streets Blog. Sounds great. But uh, thanks a lot for I, calling in. I, I'd, uh, I'd
10: also like to encourage you guys to continue talking about the importance of uh, following the rules of the road uh, and 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 you know arguing that uh, case or if if need be because uh, I think that's a really important thing we need to start focusing on group rides. Thanks a lot for your input on that.
1: All right, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. So um, right now we're going to um, transition uh, while we wait for Damian's call. We're going um, transin- to trans transition into another segment from we are traffic this one talks about um critical mass supposedly making a deal with the city of san francisco um, and how the the media framed th- that um, discussion so um we're just gonna go into that right now
5: It started to be so interesting about what would happen at the next critical mass that it became the social highlight of, of what I was doing at the time. And uh, it was great. It was, it was wonderful to prepare for and it was magical when it was going on and then you would think back about how great it was and what you could do next time to make it better or make it different or, or whatever.
4: And then a lot of different people began to participate in planning different routes and planning different ways of doing critical mass and having fun with it. And that went on pretty much unendingly all the way until uh, early 97. And then you get through most of 97, you know, first part of 97, you get to June 97 when it goes to Sausalito as it has generally gone year after year since the, about the third year. And um, apparently our mayor, Willie Brown, got stuck in traffic. So he made a very you know, threatening and uh, inflammatory comment that led to a media frenzy in the boring middle news lull of the summer. The media twisted our participation in that event
5: as making a deal with the city on the route of critical mass. And that was a complete lie. When the headlines hit the papers, the politicians needed somebody to represent critical mass so bad that they portrayed our board as representing critical mass.
7: It was not possible for the mayor to engineer what would happen with critical mass. How was he going to stop the ride? There just wasn't any way. There's no leadership. There's nobody you can convince to say, okay, don't bring your people out here to ride. And what were they going to do? Arrest everybody? There's just too many people to arrest everybody. And I realized that. And I think the bicyclists realized that. And eventually the mayor's office began to realize that. And then it was a scramble to. So
4: and so that real vibrant sense of our independence was obviously under great threat in July and we showed up down there bent on proving that we weren't answering to them or to anybody, that we were going to have critical mass like we'd always had it, we would go where we want to go, we would leave when we want to leave and we would do what we want to do.
8: We had a very productive meeting the other day. That the route
10: tonight would start at 6.30 and that people would agree to a stay on the designated route. There's been a lot. The designated route is going to start
7: at 6.30 couple of notes about the route tonight. First of all, and this is your
5: route. They started welcoming us to our own critical mass. What a joke.
7: So then uh, Martel gets done with his speech, and then the mic becomes open through some weird m- mismanagement and people start going up there and you know talking and um, and then this guy got up there and i was come on like you know shringing t- my bell and going come on you guys we voted on our ride let's go you know shring shring and they would just not budge and so i'm like gee man you know so i hear that like i hear different people going on i'm like man it's an open mic
3: say no to the police group in the terminal save it's get everybody to home together
7: have a moment of silence. Uh, do do something where everyone can agree. Be nice to one another beforehand. You have such power to... All right. want will all
11: start singing together. Uh, when they home, you know, maybe something
5: peaceful, something all together joyful. Like,
7: Get off the thing, and I'm like, Oh my god, you know. I mean, come on, we got this energy, and you want to sing a song, which is beautiful in its own way, but it just wasn't the moment, you know. Oh I'd like to say that we've had a vote, but, and I think that you guys need to wake up to something, and that is that critical mass is not about the police, yeah. it's about bicyclists. Yeah. And on a route that we chose we have the right to do that we will not have to worry about facilitation if you take responsibility for intersections, you stop if you're worried about getting ticketed, it's not beyond your reach, we voted on it, so let's get out of here
4: said let's go let's go right now and just everybody just stood there oh, what are we doing oh, and they didn't leave because a lot of us were agitating very hard in the crowd but there was this this dynamic of passivity you put a stage out in front of people with a sound system they're going to stand there and stare at it until they're told to leave in
9: about
4: 10 minutes
11: you a typical
4: san francisco event you're to move
10: those who don't want to hear others speak. I'm delighted that the bicyclists of San Francisco
8: sat down with the city and with themselves for the purpose of putting together a program that will consistently make San Francisco the most livable city in the country. I hope you can
10: follow
2: the route. I hope my officers and all others who are assisted including your monitors, will be as effective as they need to be. Have a good ride!
4: arrested, you do not disperse at this
11: time. If you continue to ride right on the street, you will be subject to arrest. Your
1: bicycles will be impounded at this time. Hey, hey, um, the world is watching Uncanny timing. <laughs> Uncanny
9: timing here. Hello? Yeah, hi. Uh, you're kind of breaking that, but, um, it's, uh, it's Matthew from, uh, Santa
1: Monica,
12: Crystal Sorry, we got it. Hello? Yeah, hi. Hi, um, this is Bike Talk. Yeah, hi, this is Matthew
1: from, uh, Santa Monica, Crystal Night. Hey, Great, We got uh, kind of a bad connection. Yeah, sorry, know. uh, the, the, the phone, do you want to do the magic on the phone? Well, sorry about that. We're having a few little technical difficulties here. Um, We have an awesome phone here in the studio, which reminds me of my childhood. I was born in 1971, and it's kind of the phone that I grew up with. Um, But it's uh, a little static. So we just had a call from Matthew from the Santa Monica Critical Mass, and uh, he's going to call us back right now, hopefully. I guess we could star 69 him. (laughs) so uh you're oh there he is so um you were just listening to uh, a segment from we are traffic and that's the documentary uh, the excellent documentary about critical mass um, that you can find on google video another one that i really recommend is still we ride and Still We Ride is um, a really cool documentary, which is actually specifically about the New York critical mass and um, what happened after the uh, Republican National Convention in 2000. Was it 2000? Um, yeah, the, the Republican National Convention uh, in 2000. And shortly after that, the, um, uh, the police started cracking down. I mean... Well, there was sort of a, a pretty paranoid uh, state um, with the cops um, around New York City for the Republican National Convention. And, and part of that was cracking down on critical mass. And that's sort of when they had taken notice of critical mass and then uh, really started cracking down after that pretty the hard. The
2: Republican Party, that the, the, uh, the convention, they used also the critical mass as part of the protest. As they, they used it as a... Uh, as a um basically as an excuse and they they took part of a Critical Mass right in New York uh, and but they were using they were basically pushing their propaganda with the, with the convention and uh, or, or people opposing it I think it was right and,
1: It seems like I can hear him coming out of the thing. So, um, why don't um, we're going to transition to an, another um, segment uh, in, in the documentary, uh, We Are Traffic. Um, I call this one Thanks for Waiting, and it talks about the the issue of, um, of corking and sort of like keeping the ride together. And of course, in the beginning of Critical Mass, um, you know, the rides were you know, started out 20, 30, 50, 100 people, you know, after the first year, um, it was about a hundred people. So the idea of like having people wait for one light cycle a minute, obviously is different than what we have today where, um, you know, if you have a bike ride, that's 2000 strong, um, you know, it's, it's a bit more of an inconvenience, but, uh, the, the people in San Francisco really creative and, uh, came up with some really interesting solutions for, for dealing with this issue. So, we're gonna skip to that right about now can we fade up the the video which is where
4: the whole corking and
1: concept uh, started. We're, uh, we're waiting for the phone to ring hopefully so we'll we would get, we'll get off our uh, bikes
5: and stop right in front of the first car and talk to the people in the car and usually you could get a conversation going with them and and it was all, it took two minutes, one light usually, and everybody was passed, and if there was people honking in the background, it was kind of a problem, so we made signs that said, thanks for waiting on one side, and when the honking started, we turned it over and on the other side and said, yeah, honk if you love bicycles.
7: So then, like, the whole string of cars, you could just see them all start laughing inside their cars. And then they just didn't care because it was like the party was transferred, you know? So we just all, like, start laughing at them, laughing at us, and it was a riot.
4: That's a much more effective way of making your political point is to get people to actually change how they think as opposed to merely, you know, making them firm up in their hatred or anger for you being in their way or asserting that your way of life is better than their way of life or all those kind of issues that are essentially revolve around guilt and admonitions and bad feelings. No, all those things are mistakes, political mistakes. And if you go into those kind of emotional spaces, you're going to get predictable responses. And the trip about pr- uh, critical mass was absolutely to create an unexpected and unpredictable s- predictable space with unpredictable consequences and unpredictable reactions, both for people in it and people outside of it. And that's prob- probably a big part of the magic at the earliest points, was that that worked so well right away. Basically, we came up with a lot of techniques, and they mostly worked pretty well. I mean, we had to deal with a lot of internal issues inside of the ride, too, like the kind of people who were attracted to coming. You certainly got a lot of young, uh, angry men right away, people who were spoiling for a fight. I, uh, you know, we would characterize them as the testosterone brigade because they would just be, you know, these guys would come, and they'd want to go and, you know, have a big fight with people in their cars or have a big fight with somebody, you know, the cops or whoever. Not that they would actually do it. That was rarely, rarely the case. But it was a certain kind of antagonistic energy that they would bring to bear on the situation. And that was part of the reason we really were very focused on promoting it as a celebration and not as a protest. And so the people who brought their angry protest energy there were encouraged to take it elsewhere or to just get into a different spirit.
10: First I've
7: Artistic people were kind of into critical mass and then they had this venue as far as creativity and your own sense of advertising and how you wanted to put your message out there and here's critical mass and you can just kind of do it. It was just a great forum for communication on a really personal level.
5: Mobility is something very exciting, very rewarding. I mean, that's the way we devise to punish people is to put them in a room and not allow them to move for years on end, you know, in a prison. So moving about is super exciting. It's like one of the most exciting things. So therefore, to look at how a society chooses to move about within the realms of their territory is very revealing about, you know, what type of society it is.
1: And today, it's the type of society where we're talking about critical mass here on uh, Bike Talk on... Kill Radio. Um, we're going to try one more time to see if we can get the uh, the phone working. Hi, you're listening to Bike Talk. Can I hear you? Hi,
8: I'm calling. Oh. As, I'm calling as an avid Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, um, you know what? You know what we're going to have to do? Um, Just can you get her n- number and we'll call back? Okay, so sorry about that. We're having some uh, technical difficulties with our 30-year-old phone, which looks excellent, but it's it's due for a tune-up. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna do a workaround. Um, I don't know, Manny. You want to say anything about you know some of the stuff we've been seeing on the the video? We are traffic or anything else? I mean, it,
2: it, it all is uh, still relevant to what's going on uh, with critical mass right now, and uh, which is really funny because this is a video from a few years ago. It seems like uh, you know quite a few years ago, or and uh, the issues they were dealing with uh, are also. Um, the same uh, type of issues that we are dealing with now. So, um, yeah, um, going back to uh, Joe Borfo's idea of uh, having uh, several rights, I think it's, you know, it's a, it's a positive thing uh, for those who don't feel uh, quite like having the um, um, police uh, presence there. And, uh, you yeah, uh, know, I think that, you know, it's a good idea, and then we should all just converge in one location. in right you know the critical mass right that's being escorted by the police and you know we can all you know you know some will go with the uh, uh, route that's been provided to the police some will not you know and I think that should be fine Uh, so right now
1: we're going to uh, we've got a caller on the line um, with via phone hi who am I talking to
8: hi I'm want to be anonymous I'm from Laguna okay I actually am calling as an avid listener I listen every week when it's on the air, but unfortunately my computer's busted and I can't get online. So I just wanted a recap of what you guys have been talking about today and what you guys are going to talk about later, maybe. Well, uh,
1: we actually have you live on the air right now, um, but we've been um, we've been talking about the uh, sort of the history and the current state of LA Critical Mass.
8: Great. Okay. Um,
1: and uh, we're just uh, yeah, we're just talking about. Um, you know some of the different things that have been going on uh we have
8: uh, is that the ride that's on like the first friday of every month or something last
1: friday of every month okay, um, and it friday starts of- at uh, at Wilshire and Western
8: mm. um
1: the good news is is that the um the ride is um archived uh i'm sorry
5: the, the
1: ride is archived too, but the show is going to be archived. Um, we're recording it right now, so it'll be archived on Kill Radio, and I believe great. it'll and also be And I know it's on
8: KPFK, right? Like on their on, podcast?
1: Correct. It'll also be archived yeah. on kpfk.org. Um, cool. Okay.
8: So, well, I just wanted an update because I can't get to my computer, so when I do, I'll get the podcast from uh, this week's show.
1: Great. Thanks a lot for calling in.
8: Thank you for having Bike Talk on the air. Uh-huh. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.
1: Well, it looks like we got our, um, our phone working again. Um, we got a little, little fan call. Um, so, um uh, Manny, you were just talking about the idea of, um, you know, the, the ride kind of, um, you know, potentially splitting up and, and, and becoming, um, you know, a lot of different rides. And I, and and I agree with you. I think that that's, you know, as fun as it is to ride in a really big group, I think that, that that's, you know, kind of what we're really looking at, um, you know, for this ride to be sustainable is is kind of, uh, I, I don't want to call it a factionalizing, but but just sort of, um, you know you know, breaking up the ride and it actually makes it more convenient. You know, why should somebody from the west side have to ride all the way to Wilshire Western to start the ride or somebody you know, coming from the valley or somebody coming from East L.A. Yeah,
2: and then uh, this reflects, I don't know if you remember the days of uh, uh, Crank Mob and how they had, you know, set destinations, you know, at a certain time. The stop was going to be here, you know, from this time to that time. And, you know, half of the time people wouldn't start the ride at Venice and then they would just join up as, as, uh, as the ride went along. And I remember a couple of times they didn't make it to the uh, start of the ride and i would be just riding around going to you know to the um, to the stop and i would run into little groups of riders and just ride along with them and uh you know go to the next to to the next stop even though we were not with the with the big mass eventually we would end up you know all together and um yeah i think that philosophy also would work for us um like i said some people do not uh, appreciate the presence of the police and in the um and critical mass you know, therefore, there should be other rides that you know that that are uh, you know not um, um, paraded around uh, mm-hmm. by the police.
1: Manny, did you uh, make it out to this month, uh, this year's all city toy ride? Oh, got another call coming in. Let's let's see if uh, who we got on the line. So flip, flip it. Oh, okay. okay, you're talking to Bike Talk on Kill Radio. You're live on the air.
12: Hey, is it Patrick? Yeah. Hey, what's up, dude? It's Mark.
1: Mark, hey, uh, thanks a lot for calling in. Um, so, we, uh, have you been listening this morning? I have. Uh, static and all and all kinds of... A lot of adventures this morning. Kind of like a critical mass ride.
12: Yeah. A little bit of static, a little bit of fun. It doesn't, except it doesn't hurt. <laughs> Pretty easy.
1: Um, so, uh, what do you want to uh, talk to us about this morning? Yeah, I just wanted to point out, I haven't heard of the, the entire, you know... Um,
12: from the the beginning, heard uh, pieces here and there, and uh, I don't know if you guys delved into. Uh, I think which is kind of the the core issue when it comes to the principled aspects of critical mass, which is uh, we we think there's particular principles that apply to it, and so for example, I don't know if this analogy is going to make sense, but I'm drinking coffee right now, and suppose uh, you know we have we have you know, the, the general label of coffee, which might be the equivalent of, you know, a bike ride, uh, like Manny's alluding to, like there's different rides and we talk about it in this sort of general sense. But then if I, you know, if I'm going to put the label organic coffee, um, that coffee has to have a particular, uh, you know, uh, certification. It has to be made in a particular way. It can't have preservatives or whatnot in it to be organic. So you can't, in some sense label a ride critical mass while it has particular artificial ingredients you know ie LAPD or route or whatnot or can it and I think that's you know um, sort of really what's at at issue with the the argument is whether or not um, we're talking about labels and whether a certain label can apply to a bike ride um, and if we if we want to just sort of talk about it loosely and say hey it's a you know we got all these rides here's the format or whatnot then it's a bike ride but is it critical mass and I think that's sort of uh, you know the thing to wrestle with and what principles actually do apply or if any you know
1: I think you know there's a there's a really uh, you know we've been playing segments from the documentary We Are Traffic uh, throughout the show. And one of the, the, there's a great quote uh, nestled somewhere in there, and it's uh, one of the, the early organizers talking about, like, that he would just be on the ride, and somebody in a car would say, hey, what is this? And it's like, he'd say, oh, you know, this is critical mass, and he'd start describing it. And, you know, the organizer, or the early, you know, kind of founder was saying, half the time I didn't really agree with what they were saying, but I was just so excited the fact that they felt a sense of ownership over it, that they... Kind of felt like they knew what it was, and and uh, and and that they kind of had a personal stake in it. So, I think, you know, with all things in the world, I think, uh, you know, our greatest weakness is also can also be our greatest strength, and vice versa. And one of the things that's really beautiful about critical mass is it really is sort of this viral thing that doesn't belong to anybody. But then we do have a lot of individuals just kind of, you know putting in their own uh, you know, kind of putting their own ideals on on top of it Um, and I should say that that's one of the the, you know, I obviously don't have all the answers and I don't think that that the documentary We Are Traffic necessarily has all the answers, the Wikipedia page doesn't have all the answers, but I think that having these kind of conversations is crucial because a lot of new people are coming out to critical mass and, um, you know, it's great for people to at least have some kind of a historical background for, you know, with to kind of form an opinion. Right,
12: I mean, but uh, do you what, what, Ben, in your mind is the difference between, you know, sort of doing a, a, a public forum on LECM as opposed to, say, the second Friday, you know, Midnight Riders ride, where you're talking about uh, people just coming out and having a good time or whatever, and it happens on various rides, but um, it seems like Critical Mass was supposed to have some kind of, uh, in some sense, you know, principles behind it outside of, you know, partying and whatnot, like... Um, like a like a second Friday ride would Um, um, so a kid coming to critical mass um, you might think was supposed to experience particular um, elements to it you know and are they still getting it I mean how do you feel about that
1: well you know I think honestly you know especially when you when you listen to the words of the the people that really were the instigators behind the original critical mass um, they definitely had some political ideals but really, at the core of it, they wanted to emphasis to emphasize a, a celebration on bike and to get people out riding bicycles. And that was really at the core of, of what they were interested in. Um, I think that from our historic perspective, um, when you know critical mass when it started, it was the only bike ride. And as it spread, I think a lot of people put a lot of different ideas into. What they thought it should be or how it would be distinct from other bike rides but when it started there there was another bike rides now from our historical perspective you know in los angeles we have midnight ride is going for six years we have rides that have come and gone we have uh rides like crank mob and wolf pack and um you know all these other different rides are happening uh, we have tons of ride crews uh, you know this year's uh, all city toy ride we had 15 different rides um, all most of them hosted by individual bicycle crews, like uh, or you know originating from different parts of the city. Some rival bike crews. Two, you know, there was two bike rides that started in downtown. You know, so it. I guess what I'm saying is that is that now that there's all these uh, individual bike rides, um, they have a very distinct flavor, um, and that's something that we would compare against to what our notion of critical mass is. Whereas when Critical Mass started, it was the bike ride, and I think that really the, the the founders of that ride, really their emphasis overall was just to get people riding bikes in the city.
12: Yeah, so, okay, cool, man. I'm not going to take too much of time. I think my last point was just going to be then, if, if that were the case, then I don't see what the what the whole qualm is with uh, LACM and what reason there would be to do an alternative or to sort of start pushing alternative rides if we're just going to sort of say, hey, at the end of the day, it's just about getting on bikes and whatnot, so, um, but, you know, I'm, I'm with it, man, and you guys are, uh, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, right I, I I agree with you. I think it's a great point. Um, you know, I don't know if, if Manny wants to speak to that at all, but, uh, you know, my personal opinion is the more the merrier. If there's something we can do to get more people out on the road and, like, having fun on their bicycle, I think it's better, and if, if critical mass isn't serving the needs of all the bike riders, you know, maybe, maybe it's, it's a great thing that there's like some alternative rides for people to, to go on. I'm going to, I'm going to let Manny, uh, you know, uh,
2: respond to that. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I totally agree with you. I mean, the, 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 whole point of critical mass is to get people out on their, uh, on a bicycle and, you know, personally i mean you would assume i mean especially me i'm very strong about you know the police presence at, at you know at our rights unfortunately you know we have, yeah i mean you know you know and uh you know i have to you know we just have to deal with it and 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 you know the, the point is to get people out uh riding, um you know for cars to notice that we have the right to be out on the road uh on a big mass and that we have the right to be um on the streets you know the streets were intentionally i mean uh, not intentionally originally um you know built for carriages and bicycles and you know we we own them you know we the streets are ours and that's what we were trying to get across and you know hopefully um you know hopefully uh, the the um the fact that there's alternate rights uh will not make the uh, um um the ride disappear or anything, but I, I really doubt it will. Uh, I think it's actually going to make it uh, better. And uh, as uh, Pat uh, pointed out, I mean, uh, one great example of this was the um, the um, toy drive that, you know, all these rides converged on one location, and then we rode from there. So basically, uh, I think uh, the same approach should be taken uh, towards uh, critical mass. Um, you know, unfortunately, uh, due to the uh, events that have happened, I really doubt that, um, the, uh, police presence is going to go away. And like I said, I'm not happy with it at all. Uh, especially me. Uh, and, uh, you know, but we have to deal with it. So, you know, I mean, things are not, you know, things are not, uh, like they were, you know, 20 years ago when, you know, critical mass uh, started in San Francisco or no, where was it at Seattle, right? San Francisco, right. So, um, yeah, you know, I mean, we have to, you know, times change and, uh, you know, this right is changing. MD two, thanks a lot for calling in. <laughs> thanks, dude. Can I give a shout out to
12: shy Girl? I love you, baby.
1: Awesome. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you soon. And if you want to argue with MD two, you can always find him on the Midnight Riders forum. Well, he he will talk mad shit to you, no matter what your opinion is. Um. So right now we're going to um, we're going to transition to another clip from uh, We Are Traffic, and uh, this is actually. Um, is great because it gets to um, a lot of the things that that Mark was was just talking about so here we go. in 1991
4: before critical mass there were not that many bikes out there and today there are so many and any given day you go to market street you're going to see clots of 10 to 20 to 30 bikes riding by during the rush hour in either direction routinely absolutely normal every day And that's going to influence anybody, child or adult's sense of the city and its possibilities. And a lot of people have taken the Critical Mass um, experience as an instigation to get on a bike. I know dozens and dozens of people who I've met personally who said, you know, thanks to Critical Mass, I started riding, and this is great. I've saved tons of money, I'm having a great time, I met new people, I have a whole different life. And it's changed people's lives in a really tangible way, on a very concrete set sense, on a day-to-day level. And I think that's fantastic. I mean, that's as much as we could hope for. Today, tomorrow, we can hope for more. <laughs> but today, that's as good as it gets. And that's pretty good. <laughs>
1: another uh another great little uh segment from uh uh, we are traffic um uh, excellent film um i'm trying to remember the name of the filmmaker here you can find we are traffic on google video um it's uh about 50 minutes long and it really is um the the definitive uh documentary on uh critical mass um i don't know manny you you want to add anything else um i don't know like i said
2: uh i think the uh the direction that critical mass is uh, uh taking right now is actually um i think that the direction that uh, critical mass is taking is uh is fine i mean um we have to, uh, You know, we're going to have to um, um, deal with the presence of the police there. And uh, those who don't uh, appreciate it, um, you know, there's alternate rides, and uh, you should take part of those. And uh, I think, you know, there should be a way where all the rights will converge at some point. Uh, maybe, you know, back to uh, the way it was before, uh, you know, basically... There's nothing we can do about the, the police presence at this moment. Um, but um, the critical mass is, you know, it's still there. So for those who still want to be there, uh, you know, the the the, um, the ride is always uh, still happening.
1: Hello? You're on, you're on Bike Talk Live. Hi. Uh, this, is Los, um, this is Alex and Mary from Los Angeles County Bicycle Coalition. Alex, it's great to hear you. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you? So uh, we've been talking about... Um, Uh, LA Critical Mass and uh, you know the current state uh, we've been uh, listening to uh, uh, some samples from uh, We Are Traffic the LA Critical Mass documentary Um, I know that you have some other topics you wanted to get into but did you um, did you have anything you wanted to say about Critical Mass? Um I think it's actually well my only
11: comments on it are pretty basic I think it's a great method for people to get comfortable with riding out in the streets and um Getting comfortable with riding around their neighborhoods and getting to know how to basically use their bicycle as an everyday means of transportation—it's almost like a gateway drug in itself to entering the world world of cycling. And then people can just take it from there; they can continue to do the social rides if they want, or they could um, go on to other forms of cycling. But it's just a great uh, social way to get people out there, and I think I encourage it. I think it's a great way as long as there's no kind of altercations with uh, motors.
9: It's all good.
0: Hey Alex, this, this is Nick. Um, I wanted to uh, try something with the phone here, some new technology. All right. So uh, can you just bear with us if, if we hang up and you call, oh, you can call right back? Sure. Okay, hold on.
1: Oh, and we have to turn the mics up, right? Can you hear? Yeah, I can hear you. Clear? Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can hang
0: up. Or should I not even try it? Uh, can you still hear? Yes, I am. Oh, that's
1: great. It's finally working.
0: All right. Um, so can we uh, talk to you about what's going on with the LACBC?
11: Yeah. Um, well, the the biggest kind of news that coming up is towards the end of our, our 2010 years. We're having a fundraising event on December 28th. Um, this kind of helps us, in a sense, uh, get by through the end of the year towards the end of like the fall and winter months there's very little fundraising for nonprofits, especially for cycling organizations because there's not much going on so this kind of helps the coalition continue to exist in 2011 and we have uh, the event is a evening or a whole day at the library ale house in Santa Monica off of Main Street and all day no matter what you eat or drink 15% of all the receipts will go toward the Los Angeles County Bicycle Coalition and at the end of the evening, we're going to have a raffle. You have to be present to win, but we have some amazing sponsors who've given, uh, mind-blowing products for, for us to raffle off. Uh, we have two bikes. One of them is a Dahon folding bike. Another one is a ultra-exclusive Torelli Tipo Uno, which is a kind of a track bike with some good street geometry. So you could take it both at the Velodrome, but also for your commute. It even has fenders. Um, that's being raffled off. We have some GPS systems from Helen's that are being raffled off, wow. stuff from Patagonia, REI, even fitness memberships from 220 Fitness, which is just down the road from the Library Health House. And so it's, it's turning out to be, like, a pretty amazing event. Yeah. And apparently, from what I've heard, I'm not a huge beer drinker, but the beer list that they're bringing out for for our special event at the Library Health House is phenomenal. Um, all my beer aficionado
0: friends are yeah. kind of drooling at the list that I've sent them, so... <laughs> pretty interesting that's great you know we're going to have a bike talk benefit on the 15th of january so if if we can figure out how to get some of those uh prizes and donor stuff that would be great
11: yeah asking asking is kind of like the best way to go about it really just go ahead and be bold go up to someone
0: and see what happens so you have nothing um, to lose so the 28th and so how are you guys doing as a a, you know as an organization you're 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 we we've
11: strong. had
9: a
0: very successful 2010. Um, most
11: our staff has been hard at work, both you know, in the office working, working on the more logistic, logistics parts and getting kind of the entire coalition and all of its regional groups moving as a cohesive unit, but also showing up to local city council meetings and um, meetings with various institutions that are involved in the major bike infrastructure issues throughout L.A. County. So we have some successes. Uh, The bike plan was recently approved, which is fantastic news. Uh, We've had one of our biggest uh, ever LA River rides, which is kind of a great event for not only highlighting the LA River Path, which graces most of LA County, uh, but also getting people out there and experiencing um, a great fundraising event, which exposes people to different forms of cycling. And everyone's involved. Everyone's riding together. It's a good family event. Uh, we've had lots of kids kids rides to get kids encouraged out there. There's kind of like a, a discontinuum in the United States of kids enjoying their bikes when they're young, and then as soon as they turn 16, they all of a sudden get a car, <laughs> which is a bit frustrating. So you know, the more kids rides we have that encourage families as a whole to ride together, we could kind of start shaping our future society to to be more bike-centric or open to the idea of using bikes as transportation or exercise methods and means rather than resorting to a car as soon as a car is available to use. Mm-hmm. Well, an and so answer. we've had a lot of different successes and we're kind of pulling together in the list right now that we're going to send out to our email list, if anybody's on that, that will highlight all of the successes we've had.
2: Yeah, I think on that note, um, um the um, you know that that trend's gonna take a a, um, a turn because um, you see I, well, I remember growing up um, I always wanted a car. My parents were always thinking, okay, we're gonna mm-hmm. get you a car when you're growing up. Uh, due to the economy nowadays, you know, the people cannot afford to get a Correct. car. So right. they're thinking, you know, hey, I want to get you a bike. And, <laughs> and you know, a lot of the yeah, and I'm serious. A, a lot of the uh, uh, teenagers I know, you know, they. They haven't. They don't even have. Uh, you know, um, they're not even aiming right now to to, to to get a car. You know that everybody is. You know, thinking bicycles, and yeah. I think that's great. You know, I think that's a, that's going to be a positive uh, um, aspect of uh, of um, this change in in, in in our economy at the moment.
11: Yeah, and as as long as we can encourage all forms of cycling, so it's not just one type or the other. So when people think about bikes, they don't just think about. Um, means of transportation or they don't just think about like for example uh, for fitness purposes or competitive purposes they, they kind of think about everything as a whole and I'd really like to see the point where you know we become like many European societies or other societies around the world even China where you can ask people who ride bikes on a daily basis and they don't consider the, they don't consider themselves cyclists they just say oh I use the bike because that's how I get around and I think that's kind of a critical point that we need to get to. Um, hopefully.
1: We'll see. Well, I think, <laughs> um, you know, it's it's dual. I think, uh, you know, we have a certain role that we're all sort of involved in, in trying to, you know, make cycling fun and get more people on the road. But really mm-hmm. what it's going to come down to is changing the infrastructure because, right, you know, a hundred years ago, one out of every four trips were made by bicycle. Yes. Yeah. And, you uh, you know, right now we're probably like I don't know, maybe two percent of trips right. are, are made by bike, and and I, I think you know I talk to lots and lots of people, and they they really cite even people that are avid bike riders that they say that they would ride more if they felt safer on the street.
11: Yeah, it, it does. The, the The problem that we're facing is it's a bit of a chicken and egg situation where a lot of the advocates out there. Um, who in all honestly don't really get their hands dirty, but they just kind of speak. Uh, they're, they're continually wanting better infrastructure, but the, the issue behind that that kind of stems from that is the infrastructure won't be developed unless the, the people making those decisions see numbers out there. And the only way to encourage people to, to, to ride is to kind of create a better atmosphere and expose people to cycling. Even though the infrastructure is bad right now, it can only improve if there's the numbers behind the, the reason to do it. Because right now, there's the cars outnumber uh, outnumber cyclists. And unfortunately, that's kind of, despite the environmental impact and despite everything else, politicians and the people behind infrastructure, they tend to favor whatever will keep them in the job. What keeps them in the job is purely numbers. There's more cars out there. So then they tend to like do a 405 expansion project more thinking more about car issues than cycling issues, for example. Um, so it, it kind of, it, yes, we do need to continually push for infrastructure changes, and that is never going to stop, and that needs to continually be pushed. But at the same time, one of the most critical long-term things and long-term successes that anybody can do is to just simply encourage more people to ride all the time that is kind of something that, that people forget about. It's a, it's a very fundamental thing that needs to happen because without that, we won't have the numbers in the future to make better infrastructure. So despite people being afraid of like, oh, the infrastructure is really bad, it's like you have to kind of keep going and kind of, it's, it's an uphill battle at first, but eventually the tide will turn and we'll reach that point at the bell curve where things will be a lot easier to change infrastructure-wise because Urban planners who are going to school will be riding the bikes, riding to school on their bikes. The uh, the mayors or whoever else is in the office will look and say, "Oh, all my constituents are riding bikes. I should do things for them." So, I, I kind of want to emphasize more the fundamental aspects of just getting people out there and riding bikes. That's more important at this time, I think, for longer term success. But that's my personal
9: take.
1: Well, and I think that that, that kind of takes us full circle to these, uh, the grassroots um, social bike rides yep. uh, that, it, that have been going on for the last, you know, really heavily for the last like six years in LA. Uh, Midnight Riders, Ride Arc, um, Crank Mob. Uh, mom riders, all these rides that really just mm-hmm. get people out on the road and, and sort of demonstrate that, that it really is doable and, and you can yeah. safely ride your bike on the road if you learn how to assert yourself and, um, you, know, you know, make the space. Right,
11: definitely. And then infrastructure will come after that. The, the problem we face in the United States is, um, unlike a lot of the countries we, we try at least to compare ourselves to, the streets here were not designed for people and they were not designed for, for bikes. They were designed for cars. Streets in Europe were originally designed for horse and carriage and bikes and, car- and people, not cars at all. So inherently they've made it more difficult to own a car in, in you know the 2000s or whatever millennium we are in now and in the future in those areas. However, in the United States, kind of as cities developed and we had so much room they were emphasized both on an architectural scale but also in an urban planning sense for cars because it was a faster means of transport. Uh,
1: well, well, but, I, I would say that a lot of the, the older cities like Metropolitan, L.A., um, you know, San Francisco, and New York, a lot of these cities actually were originally designed with yeah. horse and carriage and people in mind, but they've been redesigned and, and, and kind of like cars have been shoved into them.
5: Yeah,
11: yeah, but the yes, in a sense, but th- this is like a whole other larger, larger issue with our, um, urban planning. And in the sense that we had so much space in the United States as a whole, and if you look at the geographies of um, at least Southern California, there's so much horizontality available that developers took that opportunity. And despite some of the original older towns and areas having slimmer streets, because there was so much other available space, they developed other communities in other areas and eventually connect them by, of course, larger streets. Um, Orange County is kind of like a modern day example of this. Uh, smaller areas such as San Francisco, which have more hilly terrain and don't allow the horizontality. If you look at the, the Bay Area, outside of the peninsula, basically in every direction you head, there's a mountain range which prevents a horizontality. Here, we don't really have that. We have uh, the Hollywood Hills, which dips and curves away, so you can open up to East LA or go over a shorter area of the Sepulveda Pass and open up into the valley. And then once you actually head into the mountains of Malibu, Ventura is completely distinct and separated from LA County, which has enabled itself to become kind of like a petri dish of developments that have come together in, and have large streets. So it's a it's a multitude of factors which have led itself into having. Um, streets more oriented towards cars here, and unfortunately it's a little bit, you know, well past when those streets were developed that cycling is now becoming more prevalent in the United States. So it's gonna, it is it is more of an uphill battle to kind of say, okay, we just want to change the way things are all of a sudden. But the, the more numbers we have out there, like you said, through grassroots methods or just, you know, even within a family encouraging children to, to ride their bikes more, I I can see in the, a, a future where our city planners and everything else will be thinking more car and uh, pedestrian-oriented streets and density rather than larger, expanded horizons of endless cement highways of
1: cars. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting is I feel like um, traffic jams are becoming the new mountains. Um, <laughs> you know, because for me personally, um, I, uh, I really, like, don't drive that much because uh, traffic and parking is so bad, and, yeah. and a lot of times, you know, most of my business, whether by car or by bike, I usually keep it within five or six miles of where I live. So yeah,
11: it it is, it, and that that is actually that's a a fortunate, but I'm not I'm not sure if it's rare or I I don't think it's very prevalent. Could be kind of like an average case, but I definitely know that most of the people I deal with in my working relationships and uh, where I work, everybody, unfortunately, for various reasons, lives quite far from where they work, uh, well beyond six miles. Um, I My commute, even though I bike most of the time, if I can, is 26 miles each way. And I can say it like an old man, uphill both directions, because I have to <laughs> climb over mountains in both ways. Um, it, it It's a lot easier for some people than others, but it, it's kind of like, we're we're dealing. It's almost it's he- almost a situation where we're dealing with uh, what we didn't think were mistakes in development over the years and decades, and are now kind of mistakes in the way we moved as a society. And now we have to kind of deal with them and overcome them in some ways. Uh, if you're fortunate enough to have a commute then less less than six miles, I encourage everyone to bike as much as they can. If there's any trips less than six miles, even to the grocery store or whatever you have to take, there's so many different methods to use your bicycle and reduce traffic. And, of course, you know you don't have to park or pay for parking or any of that stuff.
0: Um, Alex. Yes. Did you say 26 miles each way? Yes. Every day?
11: Uh, three days a week. It's a part-time on-call position that supplements my freelance work. So
0: So um, the, where are you coming from?
11: Uh, I live in Brentwood, and I work in Pasadena. Okay, cool. Yeah. And, and, the, the only, uh, yeah. The only problem with that is, is sometimes when I'm scheduled to work, and I, in the past few weeks, when I, I'm leaving work at 11 p.m., and in Pasadena at 11 p.m., you're not only tired from work, but it's also about 40 degrees. <laughs> so the, the, the possible ride back just became not worth it at that point. But when I, when I have better working hours at this place, it's, uh, it's actually really nice. I love it. I love the
1: 26 miles or rather it's like 52 in the end of the day, but it's nice. It's perfect. Well, I think another part of this too is going to be uh, recouping our train system, which was ripped out in the 50s. Yes, and definitely. Because trains and bikes link up together so so great. Um, yeah. I would have uh, taken the bike and the train together today to get to the station, except I live about three blocks from the Red Line, and uh, Kill Radio is, is fantastically about like five hundred feet from the entrance to the Red Line station.
11: <laughs> that is perfect. That is perfect. Uh, I mean, everything is kind of interrelated. Uh, when we kind of this is the way I think about things. There's nothing is necessarily distinct from each other. If you want to find solutions, Everything is a, a more holistic approach. And uh, one of them is, I think, encouraging designers, both on uh, from everything to, from graphic to like architectural designers, to design more on human scales and and exert themselves as a designer hoping for a better change to the future rather than what simply the developer or the, uh, the client wants. You have to you know, hold on to whatever balls or ovaries you have <laughs> and work really hard to kind of exert a better future. And that is to say, okay, if you're going to do signage, put it on more on a human scale and an approachable scale from either a bike or pedestrian method rather than just cars. And what you'll end up doing in the long term is you'll encourage uh, pedestrian and, and human scale infrastructure, such as trains and uh, better walkways and bikeways, to actually be built in that area. One of the one of the issues when people look at and they, when people look at an area and they they're going to vote whether to expand something for highways or even pedestrian, they actually look for subconscious cues, and these small cues can be things such as signage. Sometimes when, when people look look at Lincoln Boulevard in Santa Monica um, or even the Venice area, it's, on, it's a highway. It's run by Caltrans, but all the signage is on a scale that's built for cars at speeding by at 40 miles per hour and looking for large signs. If you're a pedestrian on that area, the street lighting is a little bit too high. It's not really comfortable to be there. If you start encouraging businesses to do that and to, to have human scale entrances, pathways, um, lighting, and signage, everything will come together in itself. And you're kind of making a change in one area to encourage other change that is related to it. So it, it, everything everything needs to be encouraging change. And designers, I think, might be the source, unfortunately, of a lot of the issues we have.
1: As you're saying this, we're staring out the window at a 30-foot-tall billboard for uh, yeah. Yogi Bear in 3D. There you go.
11: <laughs> there, there you go. This is a clear example. And, and you know, it, it seems like a small thing, but you know, the, the people who are unfortunately making all, the cha- making all the decisions towards change, they're thinking on these larger scales, because they're seeing all this all the time, and they, you, you want to kind of encourage that. But if on a smaller scale, if there's any designers or anyone out there to just make human-scale projects, eventually smaller, human-scale streets will follow and human-scale communities, and and you're going to have a beautiful future, I I can imagine.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Alex, and um, I think you guys are going to call in, try to call in every week, right? Somebody? Uh, I'll I'll see. I think the staff is mostly handling that, but for sure I'm on the board of directors. Um, I would definitely
11: encourage everyone who's listening to please come out December 28th any day, uh, or rather, sorry, any time from 11 a.m. to 11:30 p.m. at the Library Ale House in Santa Monica. There's going to be bike valet provided by Santa Monica Spoke, a regional chapter of the LACBC. 15% of all your receipts will go to the LACBC and Santa Monica Spoke. And we're having an amazing raffle. Like for one buck, you could win a bike. Uh, that's <laughs> absolutely amazing. So an electric please, bike, right? Please come bag. out. Yeah. Please come out. December 28th.
1: I just uh, I just wanted to say uh, we, we should uh, bid a fond farewell to um, Arisha. Arisha, yeah, yeah, definitely. Who just uh, retired from LACBC. Yeah. But um, I saw her yesterday at her going away party, and she gave me a hug and said, um, now we can work together both as uh, volunteers. So that was kind of exciting. Like she's, That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, she's just making more room in her life to to move on to new things. But she's definitely going to s- stick with us.
9: Yeah,
11: she will definitely be missed. We've had her as a board member at first, and then staff, and she became the face of LECUC. Um, and you know, she was definitely there throughout our entire growth. Uh, she has been the name that people associated most with our email lists. And it, it, it's a fantastic and um, time she's had here, and it's very sad to see her go. But at the same time. Very positive, and I encourage her to to pursue her dreams and see what she uh, see what she can make out of her uh, her studies. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a bright future for her. So all yeah. the best.
1: And if anybody's seen the uh, "Give Me Three posters that are yeah. all around Los Angeles, she was really an integral part at making that come to life. I mean, she was really yeah. the keystone. So a lot of us put work in on that, but she was really the one that, that mm-hmm. kind of like made sure it, it, it kept going. Yeah, and
11: it, those are beautiful posters, which, by the way, signed and autographed. We're going to be raffling three of them off, signed and autographed by the artist, who is an award-winning artist.
1: And, um, and also the mayor, happened. right, is signed those as well? I am not sure if the
11: mayor is going to sign those, but I, I'm I hoping. Think,
1: I'm, I think he already did. And, uh, oh, really? Yeah, because they were first signed by uh, Mayor Ragosa and then uh, Jeff McFetridge, who did the design, yeah. uh, really phenomenal graphic designer, um, uh, he, he signed them as well. That they're, yeah, we it's an amazing piece. I'm hoping to get one of my own autographed ones, but
11: we'll see. Uh, three of them will be uh, raffled off on December 28th at the library at
1: the house. So, okay, how much this, are those raffle tickets? Uh,
11: the raffle tickets oh. are $2 each. However, if you get $20, they are a buck each. So, Sounds kind like of encouraging bargain. people to, yeah, it's a total bargain. And you must be present to win those, so you might as well just drink up, drink <laughs> some <laughs> beer. Bike valley is provided, don't worry about that. Um,
0: and it's gonna be fantastic. Okay. Well th- okay. thank you so much, Alex. You're and, welcome. Uh, Have, we'll a you okay. Have a great day. Have a great day. Okay. You too. Bye. Bye. Okay, we got five minutes. So less. I think we're good.
1: So you've been listening to uh, this is Patrick Miller. I'm special guesting today. Um, Uh, Really grateful that Nick let us uh, have a a special day here to talk about uh, L.A. Critical Mass. We just had a um, a great conversation with Alex Emery from the L.A. County Bicycle Coalition. Uh, Special thanks to uh, Manny's car wash in the house, Um, citizen journalist who was uh, tackled and and roughed up by the cops for uh, documenting police brutality on uh, May's uh, L.A. Critical Mass ride here in Los Angeles. Um thanks so much if um if you want I'm I'm hoping we can um you know continue this conversation in 2011 um because Critical Mass really does belong to the people of Los Angeles and it really is you um who take an interest in Critical Mass who are going to shape the future of it there's a lot of great energy right now and uh, I think that you know uh, while there is some contentiousness I think that what we're going to see in the long run is that um, you know a lot of different people are putting out a lot of positive energy and great ideas, and and this is really gonna um, this is really gonna push uh, critical mass in, into the next decade. And uh, I I think a critical mass that this is like kind of a growing pain, like a little birthing pain, and we're gonna see a whole new critical mass in 2011. It's kind of exciting. Um, any any last comments you wanna
2: make, Manny? Um, sure. Just want to say that, um, you know, I hope to see everybody out there for the next critical mass. Uh, wh- whoever, um, like me, I'm not going out of town, so I got to be working on, you know, I, ironically, I got to be working on my car wash uh, project. So Manny's car wash is, uh, should be opening soon. And uh, a real car wash yeah, is over in uh, Hillside Village near uh, Alhambra on Valley Boulevard. And... Um, so I can't get out of town. I can't spend money on, on vacations or anything. So I'll be I'll be here in town, and hopefully uh, I hope to see everybody who's listening uh, out there um, uh, join us on the ride right, uh, this uh, uh, 31st, I believe, right? Or the 30th? What
1: yeah, criti- um, Critical Mass is going to be on uh, December 31st, uh, New Year's Eve. And I'm pretty sure that there's going to be a lot of people just riding all night long. And uh, right now, um, you know, a lot of people from Midnight Riders are planning to go up to uh, San Francisco um, for uh, San Francisco's New Year's Eve Critical Mass. So, um, if you want to get out of town, that's another great alternative to go check out um, the original Critical Mass in San Francisco, um, 18 years running. Um, Should be a great time for everyone. Thanks a lot for tuning in. And
0: um, so kpfk.org uh, live bike talk at gmail.com and we'll talk to you next week